What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been in office for barely a month, and he's already done something that a member of his own party described as, quote-unquote, tantamount to a coup. He asked the Queen to suspend Parliament for five weeks, which is madness. And so today on Worldly, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, we're going to break down why he's doing this. I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with Brexit and and why it matters. I'm Zach Beecham, here with Jen Williams and our favorite Brexit correspondent, Jen Kirby. Hello, Jens in plural. Hello. Hey, Zach. Hey, Hey, uh, as per usual, I'm going to call you Kirby. Everybody, her name is Jen, but we got to do some differentiation here. So Kirby, what helps us make sense of the move that Johnson just did? Sure. So it is the end of August, and we have about nine weeks until the Brexit deadline, which is October 31st. So the choices facing the UK right now are either pass a deal, some sort of deal by that date, or risk leaving the European Union without any deal on October 31st. And a no deal, a lot of economists believe, would be absolutely disastrous. There could be a recession in the UK as a result. In the immediate term, there could be food shortages, fuel shortages, and some of the government's own paperwork says this. So this is not some dystopian novel. This is a real possibility. Right. We've done an episode on this before, which we'll link in the show notes. But Johnson personally is super excited about leaving the European Union. It's what he campaigned on. It's what he promised. He said, no matter what, we're getting out on October 31st. So basically, he's a Brexit at all costs guy. Absolutely. Basically, I will take the UK out of the EU, do or die, deal or no deal, on October 31st. And he looks like he is trying at all costs to fulfill that promise. Okay, so Boris Johnson comes in as prime minister. He's now prime minister. What's going on? What happened? So the the situation now that's led to this, uh, this current disaster uh, is that the opponents of Brexit, who cross a number of different parties, had been concocting some plans to stop a hard Brexit, to prevent Johnson from, despite being in power, from crashing out uh, on October 31st. And some of these people are even in his own party. People are getting concerned, and he's a very slim majority. I mean, a literal one-vote majority in parliament. So any defections could lead to his hard Brexit or no-deal Brexit dreams being dashed. 
So he needs to do something to prevent Parliament from getting in his way, and he needs to, like, you know, stop those meddling kids from exposing him. So what is he going to do? He's going to give them a lot less time to cause problems. <laughs> okay, how? How can how you do this? Yeah, so what actually happened is he's a new prime minister. So, you know, a lot of times when a new prime minister takes office, they want to set their own legislative agenda. So what he did is he went to the queen and he basically said, listen, I want to suspend parliament so I can get my new agenda together and give this thing called the queen's speech, which lays out the agenda to start the new legislative parliament. And that's called proroguing or prorogation. Um, basically, you end one parliamentary session and then there's a break and then you start a new one. This is totally normal, but it usually lasts like a couple of weeks, a week or two, but Johnson asked for five weeks, which is an extraordinarily long time. And that gives Parliament a much, much limited window in terms of trying to do anything to foil Johnson's Brexit plans. Right, because if the deadline is October 31st, right, and you decide, like, we're already on a really tight timeline to figure out something to do by that deadline, and he's like, cool, let's just take a break for five entire weeks to not do anything timing's really important, too. Parliament's going to be suspended from early September to mid-October, which basically gives you one week at the front end and a few weeks at the back end to stop Brexit if you're an opponent in Parliament. And that makes it difficult to have a sustained legislative session that you could use to pass anti-Brexit legislation. That's the idea, right? Got it's it. basically like using the calendar to filibuster anti-Brexit stuff and prevent his opponents and more accurately Brexit opponents in Parliament from um, stopping him. and so that, that's, that's why they're thing. calling it a coup, right? Because he's, like, literally trying to, like, shut down government so we can do whatever he wants and not let, like, Parliament stop him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's assuming, or at least using the Queen as an end-around for democratic accountability through the legislature, despite being a prime minister, which is, like, what you're supposed to do when you're a prime minister. Okay, so how do you stop him from doing this? Uh, so that is an excellent question, Jen, and we are going to answer it after the break. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back. So we have been talking about Brexit, and we're talking about the plan to suspend Parliament, which is, again, totally bizarre. But we're now going to talk about what, what can be done to oppose it and what this means for the sort of broader, immediate future of British politics, right? So let's start with the opposition, which is led by the Labour Party. Kirby, 
how do we understand their approach to this? We we, we mentioned earlier that he, Johnson was worried about something that the opponents were doing. What is that? The opposition parties, which is led by labor, um, and then there's some smaller parties, but as you mentioned earlier, that there's some conservatives as well, who, whatever their stance on Brexit, either supporting Remain, do not want to leave. The majority of members of parliament do not want to leave without a deal on October 31st. So what they have been chattering about doing is trying to find some way to basically block or prevent that scenario from happening, which would involve obviously getting something through parliament to stop Boris Johnson. And that is sort of their overarching plan. And that's what they have been plotting or trying to plot for the last couple of weeks and now clearly have a lot less time to pull that off. It's kind of a confusing situation because it's not the case that everybody on the opposition agrees as to who should be the prime minister. The leader of labor, Jeremy Corbyn, is super unpopular with basically everybody else, including the liberal Democrats, who are the, a really important third party who's gotten increasingly popular. So these people are all trying to negotiate who might be leader if they pushed to oust Boris Johnson, which is one of the possible proposals. Another one is passing a law that would just be like, you think the UK can leave the EU? Actually, it legally cannot. Right. Like and, when they were having those debates, I remember like Parliament was having these all these different votes, right, about Theresa May's Brexit deal. And like, remember, we used to talk about how they couldn't agree on anything except that they all said we don't want a no deal Brexit. Right. So that's like the one thing that all parliament basically or a lot of parliament agrees on, except for some of the hardcore Brexiteers, because it would be very, very bad. So that's where this kind of anti Boris Johnson kind of push comes in. Right. And it's pushing all of these people who disagree with each other to align because he's Johnson is pushing for the most extreme possible option in this situation, the one with the most predictable, devastating consequences, which is naturally pushing opponents in the past to align together to stop this clear catastrophe. Hence why he's so worried, right, Kirby? Right. I mean, essentially, this one thing, this no deal, is bringing all of these very disparate groups who wouldn't normally get along together. But Boris is hoping that he cannot maneuver him with this particular plan. Now, again, if the parliament can try to push through something to block a no deal or try to get Boris to negotiate um, an extension, that may require Johnson to have to go along with it. And it seems increasingly clear that he is not eager to do so. So it's basically a showdown between MPs and Boris Johnson's government on sort of who will prevail. I, I want to be clear on why this is being described as a coup by uh, a pro-EU member of the Conservative Party, Dominic Grieve, because I, I found that really striking, right? You don't normally, in a parliamentary system, have a member of the party in power calling a move by their own party's leader a coup, right? This is just not how parliamentary systems are supposed to work. The prime minister is a member of parliament, unlike in the U.S., where the president's a separate branch entirely, which means, in theory, they are accountable to the will of the majority of the people in parliament. But Johnson is, is taking the prime minister role and job in a totally different direction, basically asserting, like, I have the power, and I can do what I want, and I'm going to make Brexit happen. Yeah, exactly, which is why you're sort of seeing these fractures within parliament on whether if you're a conservative member like Grieve, who is pretty pro-Remain and is definitely opposed to a no-deal Brexit, does he 
stay with his party and party loyalty or does he join kind of the enemy and take on, you know, his own prime minister, the leader of his own party? Is there a way that Boris Johnson could still thwart things even if they managed to like get through some sort of legislation? There was a BuzzFeed article that I remember you guys had flagged yesterday that was really interesting that had some stuff, some ideas that that Boris had floated that maybe not be super legal. Yeah, the article's really interesting. Uh, It proposed a number of different things that Johnson is apparently thinking about, according to sources that BuzzFeed has. The ideas are kind of wacky, right? Like, one of them is introducing a budget basically to take up a bunch of parliament's time and prevent it from passing the other bills. Uh, Another idea, and this is the one that like struck me as giant red flags, everything really scary sort of proposal, is to see whether or not it's legal to just ignore parliament. Like they pass a law (laughs) and and just say no. No, yeah, and just say no. Or they vote, they, they take a vote of no confidence, which would normally lead to the prime minister's ouster, and just say like, nah, You may not have confidence in me, but I have confidence in me, (laughs) and I'm going to stay prime minister. And God knows, if anyone has confidence in Boris Johnson, it's Boris Johnson. Yeah, the man who defines the maxim, (laughs) Lord, give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. Exactly. Um, We're joking now, but this is actually kind of scary, right? Because what you're seeing and and have seen throughout the whole Brexit debate— is a a fracture of the British political system. The way that it's typically operated with two leading parties basically trading off power over the course of a long period of time has started to break down and party allegiances are shifting in unpredictable ways and third parties are getting more popular. Uh, And this fracturing, you know, maybe could be healthy, but right now what it's doing is producing an executive that is increasingly acting in an authoritarian fashion, which is really scary in an advanced democracy. Like, Brexit had been a a disaster for the UK so far, but at least it had been fairly democratic in the way that it had been operated. And now the stress that it's putting on the British political system is pushing it towards a much more decisive economic and political crisis point. Can I ask a really stupid question? Just, like, as an American— can the queen do anything? Like, I mean, he had to go to her and ask her to suspend parliament, right? Like, what is the queen's role? Could she have said no? Like, can she step in and do anything? Or is she just straight up just like, I don't want to get involved in your politics. I'm just here to, like, hang out and have state visits and live in a really fancy house. Technically, she could have interceded, but that would have been just as explosive as Johnson's request for a five-week suspension. I'm not a British historian, but... I think for at least a century or more, the monarch has pretty much stayed out of politics. And, you know, so Johnson's request was just a formality. And there has been a lot of talk on both sides of the pro-Brexit and anti-Brexit debate that, you know, maybe the queen will sweep in and save the day. And she has really stayed out of it, as has sort of been the tradition. And I don't think anybody should be looking to Queen Elizabeth to save the day on this one. A British observer that I saw writing on Twitter said that their system depends really heavily on a lot of informal norms. One of those norms is that the Queen stays out of politics, that Parliament behave according to a certain set of rules— Uh, And those rules now are are all in question, right? Like the queen, in theory, under the British system, could assert a kind of 
super authority over parliament in a variety of different ways. Like, it is a constitutional monarchy with emphasis on constitutional, but there are still monarchical elements in the legal and political system. It's not totally a break with the pre-modern British system. Uh, And so the norm that the queen is following is, you know, you let the democracy do democratic things. But then you have the norms that Boris is starting to question, right? Right, which are which also uh, have characterized the way the parliament works. Norms of toleration and not employing nuclear options and things like that. And now he's starting to break them. People are starting to think about trying to get the queen to break really core democratic norms about what monarchs should do. And though she's not doing it, you have to wonder how much stress the system can sustain in the run-up to what every serious economist thinks will be a a real meltdown on November 1st. I think it's really interesting because one of the sort of main arguments for those who are eager to leave on October 31st with or without a deal is that it is the democratic thing to do, that in June of 2016, the people voted to leave the European Union and Parliament has frustrated uh, those attempts. And if the UK doesn't follow through, then it is essentially turning its back on democracy. But what Boris Johnson has done is basically taken that argument and sort of said, well, democracy for me, but not for thee, sort of, you know, however the means to the end. And it's sort of raising all of these questions of what is democratic? What is democracy? Is it the referendum? Is it how parliament operates and those norms? And it's kind of creating this question that's hanging over the UK as it perhaps enters one of the most tumultuous times in its history. I think omnishambles is the word we're looking for here. Omnishambles. I want to thank our producer, Bird Pinkerton, who always shepherds these shows through the gate. I want to thank Kirby for joining us. She, as always, helps us really understand what's going on in a country whose politics rival our own in terms of incompetence. And uh, I want to encourage all of you to rate and subscribe and review Worldly wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot, y'all. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the PropG podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.